0: fasting is a very real and good christian practice uh just again i think about christ teaching and sermon on the mount when you fast don't make a show of it right um, and if you have a whole season where everybody is supposed to be doing this and everybody's at like, what are you fasting from what are you fasting from and everybody's bragging about what they're fasting from yeah. that kind of defeats the purpose of yeah. fasting right yeah. So, this is our first episode, brand new podcast, we're going to alternate weekly between Blacktop Pulpit, and we're calling this one Unraveled, Unraveled and our goal is to deconstruct the truth claims present in Douglas, Arizona. Now, deconstruction is not a terrible thing, right? Uh, Absolutely not. Deconstruction Can is be. considering truth claims for what they are, evaluating language used uh, in, in context. Uh, So just considering what people have to say and evaluating those, uh, interacting with others uh, reasonably, um, because here in Douglas, man, we need to start having a conversation. Definitely. Um, People, as long as I've been here, people haven't been having the conversations that matter, um, especially when it comes to worldview. Um, And I use the term worldview instead of religion because we don't want to limit ourselves to Religion, right? We actually want to consider worldview claims, truth claims that are present here in Douglas, uh, because if we don't know the truth about stuff and things, <laughs> yeah, very technical. Uh, very, it's very difficult to live a worthwhile and satisfying life. Uh, and we want people to live a worthwhile and satisfying life. We ultimately want this podcast to be edifying, and so we we deconstruct for the purpose of evaluation and ultimately edifying the people of Douglas, Arizona. We really want to hone in there like the people of Douglas, Arizona. This is right. for you. So this is from Douglas Reformed Church. It's uh myself Andrew and Ken and Ken's wife Kathy and my wife Katie and uh we're going to we're just talk about things that are going on in Douglas. Truth claims being made in Douglas by various truth claimers. Which is an important thing to
1: notate. Everybody has truth claims. That's right. So
0: everybody has a worldview.
1: Yeah, and, and that's oftentimes misunderstood by, by especially in this postmodern era that we're living in, where well, your truth is truth to you. Well, that's a that's a truth claim. Yeah, a truth so claim. you can't get away from this. We're having important discussions about things that really matter, like the, the things in life that actually have true value, and everyone everyone who would stumble upon this would has to acknowledge the first the first reality which is you have you have a foundation of what you believe mm-hmm. it affects you and it affects the people around you. Yep. So, but yeah, the the goal is important. We're not here to just to unravel people's beliefs, systems, or their traditions. The call, end goal is we to... call the show re reravel re That's the end goal. To build up. To re-ravel. <laughs> <laughs> or, or would that just be to ravel?
0: <laughs> Unravel. To re I don't know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah, that's an, important too. I, just the acknowledgement. like. What our agenda is why, why are we doing this and, and it because really we is fair yeah um, we, we want to build people up yeah absolutely. and and being challenged is a key function of that, you know, yeah. if we just accept what we believe for the sake of believing it, or it's because what we were taught by our parents or or it runs in my family for generations, or whatever the reason I mean like that that's not a sufficient reason to believe what we believe
0: right yeah, and everything that we believe about everything affects everything we say and everything that we do uh, mm. on this earth mm-hmm. and in this life uh, and and the next right uh, if we were to believe first Corinthians 15 right yeah uh, so what well, we believe it matters it, sure <laughs> it matters a lot. Uh, So I I guess we'll start off. The season we're in is a season of Lent for much of the world. Uh, I do not practice Lent. How dare you? How dare me. Um, I do not intentionally abstain from anything that I regularly enjoy. I'll tell you why, I'm sure, as the episode goes on. Um, But there are many, many people practicing Lent right now, fasting, fasting. Uh, the appropriate amount of fasting, which is not full fasting for 40 days because you can't do that in the natural self, right, without supernatural help. (laughs) Uh, So not full fasting, but fasting to a degree and then um, abstaining from something you love as a form of penance. And that's a big part of this season of Lent, the practice Mm -hmm. of Lent too. Uh, So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, as we move through the episode and talk about why, I'll talk about why I don't practice it, and I don't. Do you practice Lent? <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, not in its understood context. Yeah. Um, right. I have historically had periods of fasting in my life, and as we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, you know, the the good aspects of of what we see here. But I think for clarity's sake, we should start off because you know I think of my daughter. Was it was it our daughter? when, when, when she she's walking through. The Walmart the other day, and oh, she she looks at uh, was, it, was it Audrey? Yeah, it was Audrey. So Audrey, Audrey go ahead and say what happened. So.
2: Well, we were at the produce aisle, and she goes, "Mom, look at that lady over there. She has a she has a cross tattoo on her forehead." And I at first, I'm like, "Really?" That's Ash Wednesday, yeah. was not it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't know. I saw so walking out, and then there's like five or six more people walking in, mm-hmm. and they all had. It. I was like, "Oh, that's not a tattoo." Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so the important thing is like like. Audrey, she wasn't understanding why people had ash crosses on their, their foreheads. Um I, I I'm sure we mentioned or brought that up before, but we I, we didn't frequent we don't frequently see it, it is one day a year right. that you might stumble upon a few people doing it, depending on where you live. Right. But the importance is to start off with when like we're looking at today's topic, which is Lent or and or Ash Wednesday, which mm-hmm. is the, the beginning, or as we've discussed, the the inauguration, inauguration. Of, of Lent. Yeah. So, I guess the first question is what, is, what is Ash Wednesday?
0: Well, I have a video that we can play here I like that it. explains it. And it's actually, so I am not Roman Catholic. Lent is primarily a Roman Catholic thing, though some yeah. Protestants practice a version of Lent, which is right. really interesting to me, right? But this is actually from... Roman Catholic perspective, an explanation of what Lent is. So I figured I could play this for recording. Why play
1: something from a Roman Catholic's perspective?
0: Because we're not Roman Catholic. And we want it to be accurate. We want to give a fair representation of what we're talking about. We don't just want to make stuff up and pull stuff out of our rear ends. (laughs) We're not about that. All right, here we go. Lent
3: explained. Welcome to Feo Matters, your source for all things Catholic. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe and click that notification bell. To always be kept up to date on our weekly videos. This week Don't the Catholic that. Church celebrates Ash Wednesday, which means your Catholic friends will all have their foreheads bearing black marks that look more or less like crosses. But why? What is Lent? Why do we need it? Well Ash Wednesday is the beginning of the Lenten season, the 40 day period that precedes Easter. The Lenten season is a representation of the 40 days Jesus spent praying and fasting in the desert before beginning his public ministry. It is a time of purification and preparation for the Passion, Death, and Resurrection of Christ. On Ash Wednesday, we receive ashes on our foreheads to symbolize us dying to ourselves and our wills. When rubbing on the ashes, the priest says, Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. In saying this, we are reminded that we will one day die, and we must surrender our lives to God. So we said Lent was a time of preparation, but how do we prepare ourselves? There are three pillars of Lent. These are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer is the first of the three pillars. Having a healthy prayer life is extremely important in our relationship with God. Prayer is how we communicate with God. There can be no relationship without communication. In order to grow in this relationship with God, we must find more time to pray. Perhaps we just pray an extra 10 minutes each day, or maybe pray the Stations of the Cross on Fridays. The second pillar is fasting, one of the most important aspects of Lent. Catholics ages 18 through 59 are required to fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Fasting simply means that we don't snack in between meals and only have one full meal a day. This means our other two meals cannot be equal to that big meal. Also, Catholics ages 14 and up must abstain from meat on all Fridays on (laughs) Lent and Ash Wednesday. Another part of fasting is taking on a specific penance. Usually this means giving up something that we typically enjoy, such as sweets or television. In doing this, we are reminding ourselves that <laughs> right. God is all we need by ridding ourselves of things we don't. The final pillar is almsgiving. This means making a special effort to give to those who are less fortunate than we are. For example, we might volunteer our time at a homeless shelter or donate to a local food pantry, anything to help out the less fortunate. So that's Lent. As the season fast approaches, now is a good time to start thinking. What will you do to prepare your heart? There you go.
1: I think that's a pretty a pretty concise explanation. summary of what it is. It gives people a better understanding of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things that he didn't mention. Um, the, the Catholic Church teaches that it is a, a sacrament of,
0: mm-hmm. of the the new law. Which means it's required. Yeah. Required not only for a purpose of some kind of sanctification, but actually a means of grace that maintains one's salvation. Right. Sure. Yeah.
1: And, and to quote um, a, a, a quote from the a Catholic source Penance is a supernatural moral virtue whereby the sinner is disposed to hatred of his sin. As an offense against God, and to a firm purpose of amendment and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think as far as a good understanding, I mean, we we want to we want to articulate well what it is, but we're not going to spend the episode defining it. So, I yeah. feel
0: like I feel like it's a good
1: good overview yeah. of what what is it.
0: Yeah. Well, and the and the main idea behind practicing Lent is. Penance, mm-hmm. right? And that is the idea here. Um, the i the idea that one can that one can do certain things in order to atone for his or her own sin in part, and that's what penance is. Like if you sin, counteract that sin by giving something up. Right. Thus, the season of Lent, leading up to the sacrifice of Christ, which Ironically, the sacrifice of Christ is what actually pays for sin, so there's no reason for Lent leading up to the sacrifice of Christ and the resurrection of Christ, because if Christ paid the penalty, we don't have to. So just the idea of penance overall, it counteracts the gospel altogether. Uh, It's a contradiction of the gospel.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I mean, let's... let's Let's be favorable to start off with. It's, we could get into the important, obviously, the things we're going to focus on. Um, why we're talking about it why why it's important. But we've got to acknowledge something. I think that as easy as it is observed, observed from the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's like, what's the good in it? Like, Can we align anywhere when it comes to like agreeing upon a practice? Yeah. Like, like when we look at Lent... Are we just sitting here as, you know, reformed Christians that are just going around and calling out <laughs> every practice? You know, y'all wrong, y'all wrong, and, and let me tell you why. No, like, like I think something we could easily acknowledge is the there are inherently good things in what, what's desiring to, to be done. Um, one of those being, it, it, it's acknowledgement of our sinful state. Mm-hmm. So, amen, right? It's I mean, amazing. you have a practice or a tradition that you do to bring about memory and to, to to exclaim, like, I'm a sinner and we're all sinners. Um, that's, that's a good thing to do. Uh, the, 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 the the heart of that is acknowledging a truth that's a, 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 a good truth claim from the Bible.
0: Um, well, and we do that every every week, right? When time for communion yeah. comes around, what do we do? Examine your own heart. Right. Ha. You know, what sin is there in your heart this week? It's time now to confess those sins, repent of those sins, seek forgiveness for those sins. Because we we do think that's important. Uh, So, yeah, we want to make it very clear that as we're addressing the practice of Lent, um, we don't want to say that Christians can't do it in good conscience or sincerely or practice some form of Lent that... Edifying, right?
1: Well, you even mentioned that like, Protestants have kind of adopted a form, <laughs> a of, form Lent of Lent.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember. Kind of confusing for a lot of right, people. Right, I remember one time I gave up video games for fun. <laughs> <years, right? laughs>
1: that's super holy. Come on, man, I mean, goodness. Su- yeah, we're going to the high level of heaven. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's like it can be edifying yeah. if it's practice with good theology in mind, right? Not exalting my own ability to make penance because. We don't have any don't have any ability to make penance right um, but instead using it as a reminder that yeah I am a sinner and yeah Christ paid the price um, and spending instead of instead of abstaining from every good gift that God gave just reminding ourselves God is good Easter is coming mm-hmm. remind being reminded of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and why we currently have victory over death and over sin. Right, right. And re- being reminded that the, the kingdom of Christ is here and he actually has communion with us and that he made atonement for our sins so that we don't have to. Like, if that's right. our Lent, great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's not what most people mean by Lent. Right? So that,
1: that would bring up a good question for... Um, I mean, we're talking about you know our our issue so to speak with Catholic doctrine but let's let's bring up the idea while we're on the good aspects of it is can a a a Christian a, a believer who would confess that it is by faith alone through Christ alone that that we are saved you know like it was not our doing we don't rely on what works we're not doing penance can a Christian ash their forehead you know can they can they abstain from your video games or actually not eat some type of food for forty days as they 're getting geared up for Easter or you know the, what we would say the death burial resurrection celebration of, of mm-hmm. Jesus
0: yeah, uh, bearing a cross on your forehead, sure uh, Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount made fair warning though like don 't practice your works of righteousness in front of people to be seen by people, So mm. be careful of your motivation mm-hmm. right. Um, because in doing that, if your motivation is "I'm doing this so that people see the cross on my forehead," right, and, uh, right, um, you're directly against Christ at that point, yeah, right. But if your motive, I mean, if your motivation is pure and only you know, right, nobody else yeah. can look at you and go, "Oh, look at that holy, you know, roller." So whatever. really, check your your motivation. Check your motivation. Yeah, check your motivation. Yeah. And like abstaining from like a video game, or abstaining from soda, or abstaining from from beer, or something—some good gift that God has given for us to enjoy. Um, that can be good you don't need a season of Lent to do that if you need to do that you, right. know, you know if that thing is becoming an idol in your life or not and when you need to abstain from that for a time you know you don't need a Lent season to do that yeah. just just do it and don't brag about it
1: and here's like when you asked like, have you ever done any form of Lent or whatever I have historically and, and I understand like some of the things that can help align your thoughts in your mind uh, is is when you ha- have a daily practice of something that you're abstaining from, and when you go to do that thing, you're like, "No, I'm not doing that." Well, why are you not doing that? It, it helps mm-hmm. kind of stimulate the mind and and focus the heart on on, on something specific for a time right. for a season, and and it was it was helpful. Like, the, it's a good thing. That's why when we're talking about like what the motive is here, there is good in it. it can be, um, yeah, and. As long as you're not, as you're not doing a work for for your salvation, which we're gonna talk about too. But yeah, I, I think. I mean You guys ever participated in Lent or a form of it, abstention? The, the Lenten I season. Think
2: I think I jumped on the train, so to speak, one time. Like, oh, I'm gonna not drink soda. But then, what's the purpose if you're just not drinking? Yeah, soda? If you're chocolate. just abstaining for the sake like, of abstaining, if you're not, it doesn't accomplish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's right. like I'm not drinking soda. Well, why not? Because it's lit. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. So, why are you doing it? I don't know. And, and that's a
1: great that's a yeah. great point. That's what we're talking about. Well, why do the things you do? Why are you choosing to take action or think something? That's that's you, big, yeah.
2: You said what I was gonna say. That the one I think one of the only times that I did that was. To fast and I think it was for I think it was for our marriage or, or something mm. and that's what I did it for is because every time I felt hungry or whatever it was that I was specifically giving up it brought my mind back to yeah. what's going on in my life like I didn't get distracted by everything It was like oh man it's if it was a giving up lunch or something it was like oh it's mm. lunchtime well I'm not going to and then I would take that time to pray specifically for whatever it was that I was Fasting for, so it just kind of was that reminder
1: i would I would highlight that too, as far as is it bearing good fruit um i have I have vivid memories of times in our marriage like she just mentioned about praying for our marriage at times I had no clue and it and God responding to that God doing answering prayer um her prayer and doing things in our marriage and building us up like like so so when when it comes to is there good in this? Um, yeah, there can be, and I've seen it firsthand. Um, and that's not to say, you know, where, where we derive our doctrine from from our experiences. You know, no, I'm not saying, <laughs> well, because Kathy prayed during a Lent season, supposedly, and it was, you know, her prayer answered. There, therefore, yeah, but Lent is good. <laughs> I didn't
2: do it thinking, well, I'm doing it during Lent, so it's going to be answered because of what I'm right. doing. Right. It was just, right.
0: well, fasting is just it's just a spiritual practice we have anyway. Right. Right? For, Another good thing. For the, yeah. for the purpose of introspection and for the purpose of seeking the will of God so that we could try to follow Him well for the sake of discerning things well and thinking about things and praying over things. Fasting is a very real and good Christian practice. And uh, just again, I think about Christ's teaching and Sermon on the Mount. When you fast, don't make a show of it. Right. Um, and if you have a whole season, where everybody is supposed to be doing this and everybody's at what are you fasting from? What are you fasting from? And everybody's bragging about what they're fasting from. Yeah. That kind of defeats the purpose of yeah. fasting. Well, right?
2: And even in the video, it said that, oh, did it say it required or they tell people this age to this age yeah. they're supposed to do this during this time. During yeah, what was age? that? Over age
1: 14? Yeah, yeah, it's 18 heard that. to 59.
2: Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That then 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 part and then I can't. Everybody's
3: too, too it, much tender over the age of 14 about abstaining
0: from abstaining from meat on Fridays and yeah. eighteen to what, like sixty. 60 yeah. uh, what was that something about abstaining from a meal on uh, on Ash Wednesday and on Good Friday? They abstain yeah. from all food. Right, so that that then places religious requirement on people, which mm-hmm. then brings us to legalism, works based righteousness within the Roman Catholic system. Mm-hmm. But not everybody observes Lent like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So the hard line we're drawing, and to be clear, is when it comes to penance. I think so. So so yeah. if we're talking about Lent or Ash Wednesday, the goodness of it, or is it permissible for the church? That the hard line, not not even not even you know in varying degrees, but the hard line is. Are you, are you doing penance because <laughs> if you're doing
0: penance it's not effective yeah. yeah you can't atone for your own sin
1: and and this is where I know that this is going to stimulate some conversation here let's, let's talk about this this declaration um, at the Council of Trent this is where, where's the authority of the Catholic Church um, this is where this comes from that penance was at all times necessary necessary for the remission of of grievous sin. Mm-hmm. So, holy cow.
0: Yeah. So if you're not practicing Lent, you are not saved.
1: Dang. That's a that's an important claim to expose. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing this, you are outside of the kingdom of God. Uh, you are anathema. anathema. Cut off
0: from God.
1: So, yeah. so this isn't something where, if, if you're a Catholic, like, you know what? I'm busy today. Um... Like you, you're doing this, or you're in sin. Now that now the the big controversy comes in with sinning is well, can you pay your priest to forgive your sin and be done for not participating in Lent too? I don't know about that, but it seems to be that more of a traditional practice these days. I know the Catholics or ex Catholics, both that I talked to, have a lot of frustrations when it comes to what seems what they wait they express and their experience in the Catholic Church to be just. Utter hypocrisy and 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 legalism and and you know just desiring money and power um, because yeah man if, if you can you have a teacher that would say we're upholding what was declared to the Council of Trent that if 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 you don't do this you're you're cut off um, this is a requirement of of mm-hmm. of, a, of a believer um, that that's a, that's a that's a strong claim.
0: Yeah. Well, and penance is just a part of the system, right? Penance is how you got indulgences in the past, because indulgences counted as penance. You were giving Mm. up of your finances and not keeping them, right? Yeah. Um, Penance came. You you go to a priest, do confession. This is why we don't have priests in the Protestant church, why we don't have priests in the Reformed church, right? Because you would go to the priest... And you'd confess your sin. And if your sin was grievous enough, he'd give you something to go do to make up for it. That's self-atonement. right? That's penance. Um, And look, if Christ from the cross said it is finished, I believe him. Right. (laughs) It really is that simple. Like it's done. It's done in Christ. And if you don't think Christ was powerful enough to deal with your sin on the cross, whoa, that is bold to think you have more power than Christ to deal with your sin.
1: Well that get that I mean that very aspect is another doctrinal declaration of the Catholic Church. God himself cannot forgive, cannot yeah. <laughs> forgive sins if there is no real repentance that's another like one of those audacious claims like I, now we talked about this topic right like one of, one of those like kind of debunking you know christian claims before in black top you yeah. talking about like yeah. is there anything god cannot do yes, yes. <laughs> but we, but but here for like of those. you're talking about forgiveness <laughs> yes. you're talking yeah. about forgiveness you are you are making it a doctrinal statement a position of your teaching this is it was what required to believe be a believer to be saved god can't save you god can't forgive you if you're not
0: repentant if you, don't, if you don't do penance, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, if life is in God's hands and death is in his hands hmm. and he is sovereign even over human sin, he can forgive whoever he wants. And I think the position of the gospel, the position presented in the Bible, is God forgives first and then draws us into repentance and mm. repentance itself is a gift from God. So God is actually the one who does that. We can't even take credit for repenting. He gives it as a gift, right? Yeah. Um like that's important to know. Yeah. That draws a sharp distinction. That's why this conversation is so important here in Douglas, because here in Douglas we have a large number of people who would either identify as Roman Catholic or, for some reason, practice Roman Catholicism, even if they wouldn't identify as that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they're not at Mass every Saturday or Sunday or whatever, they still practice the, the seasons of Roman Catholicism, like, like Lent, and without even thinking about why they do it. They just do it because they do it, and it's hard to get out of that because their whole family does it. Well, you know, hold on, Andrew.
1: Let me let me be a Catholic here, all right? All right. Because they're Let's being they're being faithful to the scriptures. I, I'm going to quote from Luke chapter 13. Go for it. All right, because I mean the Catholics didn't make all this stuff up out of nowhere. So so they're being biblical. and We're just arguing with their practices, and all that's right. why we're cut off. Let's look at the Bible then. Luke 13:1. Uh, there there were some present at the very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled. With their sacrifices. And he answered them Do you think that these Gal- Gal- Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Mm-hmm. Or those, uh, we could, yeah, we can keep going. So you will all likely perish, um, all likewise perish. Uh, or those eighteen on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So so the the word difference there that we see is important be unless you what do penance? Right, you you will all like which prayer? So I'm, bro, I'm Catholic. Ken, well, Catholic <laughs> nice, <laughs> I like it. Uh,
0: I I would say the word there really is repent and not do penance. Yeah, I would also say that when Christ is addressing the crowd, he's addressing you plural, which is national repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, so individual penance doesn't even make sense when we're looking at that passage.
1: Mm. So let's. Let, let's say, all right, fine. Let's let's take out the the due penance. Let's say it, it says repent. So the, the the claim from the council trend that God can't save you unless you repent. Now we as as reformers or whatever you want to classify us as would would affirm like repent and believe the gospel and yep. be saved. It's like so. So the question the question is like, unless you repent, you perish. Is that true? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So now God is dependent on us repenting. Not if, not if
0: He's the source of the repentance. Hmm. Not if it's given as a gift, right?
1: Interesting concept. Did you just come up with that? <laughs> Absolutely not. But that's that's one of the. So this is this is one of the things that I want to kind of highlight here is like Catholics use the Bible. Like we're not we're not saying that they don't. The problem oh. is. And we see this in history. Uh, there, There's a problem historically with Catholics wanting their congregants to have access to the Bible. Um, because historically, we see that the problem with translating it and, and, and everyone having their own Bible to read for themselves and to learn for themselves is that they would claim, well, you just can't understand it. It's too complex. And And this is where... Like one of the things I wanna really highlight is we're not coming up with an interpretation right. or our own preferences or viewpoint. The the plea would be go to Luke chapter fifteen. We're gonna reference several passages. Go to these passages, forget our claims in of themselves. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Yeah. Because if we contradict the Bible, we then don't want are... to speak.
0: Right. Uh-huh. So when, I, so when I talk about repentance as a gift, then it needs to be backed up biblically. Mm. So when the gospel first went to the Gentiles and the Gentiles first believed, the council on Jerusalem, so does Acts 11:18, 18, when they heard this, that God was doing among the Gentiles, when they heard this, they quieted down and glorified God, saying, Well, then, God has granted to the Gentiles mm. also the repentance that leads to life. Granted. Granted. He
1: granted repentance that leads to life.
0: There it is, right in mm. the
1: Bible. So, I mean, that seems that seems plain. Is there something that contradicts that? Like, you must do this also? Uh, granted repentance.
0: God just granted it. Boom, there it yes. is. It's a gift of God.
1: So the timing of, of the work of salvation is also critical. Mm. We're talking about, like, well, is Lent a good or bad thing? Well, it, well it in part it depends yeah. on your motives and what you're doing. Um the order of, of salvation, if you would phrase it that way, is really important. Because mm-hmm. if God saves people first, apart from whatever they are and what they've done, yeah. oh, which we should go to that too, um, then that order of things makes a big difference in your understanding of how you're saved. So God saves somebody and then we do any sorts of labors and works today for what?
2: Well, that would take you to Ephesians 2. Mm. Mm. It, Ephesians two eight uh, says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I would was. say you could
1: do a mic drop, but you have a phone in your hand, so just do the phone drop and walk out. <laughs>
2: hey, that's a phone looking. drop. Phone drop. Hold
0: on, hold on. Phone drop. Hold
1: I on. Have phone wait, wait,
2: wait. On the <laughs> Whoa. Roasted.
0: Michael Scott, everybody.
2: Whoa. Roasted.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I got to use one of those today. That'd be great.
1: Um, Let me let me pull up a couple. So, what did you pull up? So we have we have second. Did we go second Timothy two? No. Second Timothy two twenty two. It's an exhortation of Paul. Flee youthful passions and pursue righteous righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps, here we go again, grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge mm-hmm. of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the mm-hmm. devil yeah. after being captured by him. To do his
3: will.
0: Which is why we're trying to do this in a, a friendly, reasonable conversation mm-hmm. instead of just being spiteful and yelling right. at people and calling people foolish. Right? You're
1: a bunch of heretics.
0: Yeah. No and that's also why we're looking for the redeemable qualities in the season of Lent rather than just saying, No, this is dumb. I'm leaving it at that. Uh, because we really do want to edify. Uh, right. We don't just want to try to tear stuff down. We really do want to be edifying here.
1: Oh oh here's a big one. John six sixty three. This will just pull the carpet from under you if you think your works do anything at all. It is the Spirit who gives life. You preached on this in 1 Corinthians. It is the Spirit who gives life. Oh, the flesh is no help at
3: all. <laughs> I mean, so penance doesn't do anything for you. So penance is worthless. worthless
1: penance. It's in John 6,
0: verse 63. Your, your flesh... Is no help. Hey, wait, wait. No. As a result of this teaching, look down to verse sixty-six. As right. a result of this teaching, many of his disciples withdrew and were no longer walking with him anymore. So, as oh, a result of that teaching, man. people stopped following Jesus.
1: So, so you say I can't take credit for my salvation?
0: Peace. Peace out, I'm out. Man. Later. Yeah. Like, yep. Wow. Wow. So people did that to Jesus. They do it to us too. Like, my we know exactly goodness. what that's like, right? You start teaching that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone. See you. Yeah. People do it to Jesus.
1: My goodness. My goodness. Um, Do we dare (laughs) go to the passage of the Bible? No. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That everyone, like, I mean, forget just talking about Catholic doctrine Romans 9. Romans, oh, Romans nine—that's forbidden. forbidden. Forbidden chapter of the Bible. Isaiah fifty three <laughs> is
0: forbidden to Jews. Romans nine is forbidden to Catholics and Baptists. Okay.
1: So here we're talking about Jacob and Esau, and and something very, very um, enlightening, very, very clarifying is is taught. Um, starting with. I mean, it's kind of mid-chapter mid here, but verse 11. Though they, talking about Jacob and Esau, they were not yet born and had done nothing, either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue. Not, 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 not because... Of, I'm sorry, am I adding to the Bible by adding three nots? Not because of works. Not because of works, but because of him who calls. She was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Before they were born, he could do anything. <sighs> man. So they didn't even have
0: a chance to do penance. You just said God hated somebody.
1: Uh, I didn't. Paul did. <laughs> it's his problem, man. You deal with him. <laughs> Talk to Paul about this Does that. God hate people?
0: Uh, when it comes to election, yeah, mm. now, there's this general love he has for all creation, right, mm-hmm. and all people. So it can be said that he loves everyone. But when he says hated, it's a matter of relational, right? So Jacob was his elect, yeah, son at that point. He loved him like a son. He saw it was outside the family. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. So the order there is imp- it, it No, it's not important. It's critical. It's critical. Yeah. So it's. It's not critical for salvation. Why? Because as we're acknowledging here, like God will save who He has decided to save. You know, He's called this before the foundation of the earth. You know, so it's not critical to be saved to understand these things. But it's critical for our understanding and how we live and practice our faith, and whether or not we're proclaiming heretical claims Mm -hmm. of understanding the order of how God saves. So, so we acknowledge God saves He. He elects. It's not our words. It's not our interpretation. It's,
0: it's he, it's he will have mercy on whom He will have mercy, mm. and He will have compassion on whom He will have compassion. That's mm. verse fifteen. My right goodness. There. It's, it's so we, all, it's we all want to God. ignore
1: stuff like that because what's what's the argued claim when it comes to well, God? You're saying God chose me or you or somebody like before before they were born? Yep. How's that fair? You know, God wouldn't do that. God, I mean, God's a loving God. You know, why would He? Why would He choose you over me?
0: Okay, so you're saying that it would be fair if He chose us according to our works? Uh, yeah, I think that'd probably be fair. Uh, so, so let's work that out. What happens if He chooses us according to our works? Uh, we all go to hell. That's what's fair. so. If God's fair, we all die. We all die and go to hell. Yeah, that sounds sounds yeah. pretty right. Yeah. It's a good thing he elects So people. do you want God to be fair? <laughs> or do you want him to save some people? <laughs> Let's think about this for a minute. I like the reformed mm. position. Mm. <laughs> so
1: so I, I, I don't want to rely on my works.
0: I mean, if we rely on penance, it'll never be good enough. Mm. And, then we're, and that's the burden of human religion. And that's why people hate religion, right? Um, because people place such a burden on other people... Making them feel like they have to be good enough for God. Look, I can't even be good enough for my wife. Right, right. She, she is so wonderful and so far above me. Like I can't, I can't be good enough. Mm. Um, so if I'm trying, if I'm trying to be good enough, and I, and I can't even be good enough for other people, what well, makes me think that? Damn, I'm going to be good enough for God. There's nothing I have to offer Him that He doesn't already have. I'm nothing.
1: Well, don't we have to... Don't we, I mean, we have to do something. Don't we have to try? I mean, like like Paul says to work out your, your salvation with fear and trembling. Like, So aren't, aren't we supposed to work to our salvation?
0: Now, you use a very interesting phrase there. Have to. <laughs> no, you don't have to. But when Christ comes in and transforms your heart, you want to. Mm. You get to.
1: So we're told to do it. We don't have to do it, but we do do it
0: because we want to. Because Because we're new. Because we we love our Father who Mm. adopted us without requiring anything of us. So
1: love's motivating us to good works.
0: Mm. Mm. And in fact, in the spiritual birth, in the new birth, being born again, we are born for the purpose of doing good works, according to what Katie read in Ephesians chapter two. Right? We are actually born again for the purpose of doing good works in Christ and God mm. is actually the one who even prepared those good works and laid them out before us so that we could walk in them like works aren't important they're not salvific
1: so we're not sustaining our 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 life in Christ like is nope. it up to us no nope, it's up no. to him
0: him alone. Could and we? if he saves us he is faithful to bring the work <laughs> he started to completion do you know that reference Philippians
3: 1 6 something like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's the one who brings the work to completion. I am sure
1: of this that he, unless this is another passage, he who brings, yep, began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ, which we talked about too. Which we talked about today. Oh, see, now I want to get into the millennial. Moment. All right, time for top pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe we should just take an extra hour and do both episodes. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, John 637, when we look at the Bible. Um, all, this is another just really powerful verse. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out.
0: What if we don't do penance?
1: I will never cast out. Huh. So is Jesus speaking the truth there? I mean, obviously if we say no, we don't we call Jesus a liar and we have no faith. So, so can Jesus or would Jesus cast you out for not doing penance? Not, not if he has you. Absolutely. Not, not if the
0: Father has given you to Him. And that's
1: another me. huge claim. Like Jesus didn't say, "Like I'm making a call, and if you come to me, I will give you life." He says, "If the Father all, gives, yeah. all, 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 everybody, all that the Father gives me will not maybe, no, so will we don't yeah. have to try or be creative or." Or you know, do do works you know of evangelism you know mm-hmm. as part of our penance. That's right. um, everyone that was given to Christ by the Father will, will come. To, that's I mean, how 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 or why would we want to argue against that? That's a pretty pretty robust claim there.
0: Yeah, um, and it's in the Bible that everybody claims to use, but nobody gets there.
1: Which is why we're appealing to people. Open your Bibles. Like, don't take our word for it. Don't
0: go to now. Go to John chapter six. Open these passages that we're talking about. Look at them in context. Decipher their meaning. Do some exposition. Um, Mm. We we want you to know the truth. Which is why we want to open this dialogue in Douglas. So we're not
1: screaming, yelling, and calling you out. Like we're we're calling you to faith. We're calling you out of a systems of work works based righteousness, a system that is. And, and this is here. Let me use some strong language, and I I I do say it lovingly. Like like Catholic doctor. I'm not saying if you are in the Catholic Church, you you're damned. But I'm saying if you if you believe and adhere to the Roman Catholic Church and its teachings, you. Do not have life, and and that that's a bold statement for me to say. I say it with love because I don't want you to die in your sin. But the plea is, don't take my word for it. Like Jesus said, like like he is calling his people. If 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 you are his, you'll hear him speak, and you'll come to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You'll know these truths. But you won't have to take man's word for it you don't have to listen to a certain episode of a podcast or or be in this specific denomination like like open the scriptures listen to the living word of god and believe him that's right
0: and this is the will of him who sent me verse 39 in john 6 6 that of all that he, the Father, has given me, is Jesus, I lose nothing but raise it up on the last day. Mm. This is the will of my Father. That everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life and I myself will raise him up on the last day. There's no exceptions there. No exceptions. Even if somebody fails to do penance. Mm. Or even if like us, we believe penance to be entirely a an, an unprofitable practice. Yeah. So, there it is. That's the promise of Christ, and that's why the gospel is good news, and that's why it's mm-hmm. not as burdensome as uh, as so many religious people make it. People try to make the gospel really burdensome, and it takes a lot of talent to twist the words of God that way.
1: It sure does. And those people are particularly risen up. Mm-hmm. For judgment, when when you listen, you listen to the false teaching. You love the false teaching. You love the self righteousness in it, and you you you're run like, towards it. You're parading
0: your works in front of people. Yes, and all that, it you makes know? you
1: feel good when it. If you if you rub that cross on your head and and you are being holy and you're showing that you're a good Catholic, you're going out to 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 pray your works before men. Like my goodness, like. You're in darkness. You're in self-righteousness. You're you're living in destruction and pursuing it. And this is like like come out. Hear the words of the living God.
0: Be humble and be quiet. <laughs> Those are the words of Kevin Burgess, my favorite uh, theologian. Uh, no, he's a hip hop artist. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're <laughs> some of the modern day hip hop artists play both background. <laughs> I can't play the background. There's my singing for the day. <laughs> <laughs> At least once an episode, I gotta get a song in. Yes. So I I, I, know, I know we can't. I... <laughs>
3: Sorry, through everything. Don't off. sing. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. So <laughs> I know sometimes. All
1: right, go ahead. Um, this is this is one thing I think is important to talk about for a little bit too. Um, I know we've addressed it. But it, I think it's important to really be on the forefront of people's minds when we're discussing these things. Um, why, like, why are, we, why are we being argumentative? I mean, why are we sitting here calling out the Catholic Church?
0: This isn't argumentative, <laughs> no argumentative. This is, hey, we want to have a reasonable conversation. Mm. We have some questions. Uh, Martin Luther did the same thing in 1517. Mm. right? He wasn't trying to be argumentative or start a revolution or a Protestant reformation. He wasn't trying to do any of that. Right. He was just trying to ask some questions. He had 95 points of conversation he wanted to have with the with Roman Catholic leadership. And they took it and they became argumentative in response. Mm. So argumentativity... Yes. Argumentativeness, that's a sign of very immature faith. But we want to have a reasonable dialogue and a reasonable conversation. Yeah. To be argumentative is to remain very surface level. Say, you're an idiot. We're not going to be edifying at all. I'm just going to prove to you every single way in which you're wrong. No, we're trying to be very gracious here mm. and reasonable, sincere in our thought process. And we want to have a dialogue and to that I say, if you're a Roman Catholic and you're listening to this and you're versed and you're intelligent, um, we would love to have you on the show to talk yeah. about some of these things. Like we just would, That'd uh, be great. In, a, in a sincere way, and in a reasonable way, in a gentle way, and in a way that is edifying for the kingdom of God.
1: And we're not going to throw tomatoes at them or anything.
0: Maybe a little, maybe a little bit. No, but we can
1: maybe all. back and forth. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and this is in Douglas too. Like like. The, this this podcast is is for you you Douglas, for me Douglas. Like we we're we live here, we love the people here, we, we serve here, we want to see the people here come to Christ, to know him, to try in the fullness to join him, and, and and when we're working through dialogue, like test us on our claims. Like if we're saying we're gonna be loving and not argumentative or put divisive put us to unnecessarily the divisive, yeah. Like it, it'll take all of one one setting to see us really cut down and tear people apart and be mean-hearted, uh, to, to realize, oh, typical. I knew that's what their that their motives were. Mm-hmm. Test our our motives, like, like, you're let's right. let's see what happens and open the dialogue. You don't, you know, whether whether you're a priest or you're just a member, like, t- just come talk, like, mm-hmm. sit down with us. Let's work through this, reason together.
0: And Douglas needs to have this interaction. Douglas yes. needs this conversation uh, because there are many many diverse different contradictory truth claims present in Douglas so right. let's unravel together oh. so that we can be built back up right unravel to to re revel re, 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 to re unravel <laughs> all right well we are out of time if you have any questions be sure to comment Send us a message, and we will keep a list of those questions, and they will become topics of our episodes, yeah. I imagine. Uh, topics of our episodes, and if you leave a comment, just indicate whether or not you'd, you'd actually like to be a guest on the show. Uh, we'd love to have you. Um, if you're not going to be divisive, we want edifying conversation here. Uh, reasonable, right. edifying, uh, not, not argumentative for the sake of arg- argumentative. Argumentativeness, argumentativity. <laughs> yeah, that
1: episode wouldn't make the the light of day. Right? So, no, you, you come no, to just cause problems. We're not desiring no, that. We're not. When it we're not. comes to that. We're yeah. not going to have that. We're not
0: interested in being or having trolls. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, contact us. Check out Douglas Reformed Church. Uh, we want to benefit you as best we can according to the gifts that we have received in the Holy Spirit. Uh, So visit douglasreform.church. If you feel led to give to our ministry, you can give there. You can check out all the information about Douglas Reform Church there at douglasreform.church. And we will, I guess, catch you in two weeks in the next episode. Yeah.
1: Can we end with the doxology?
0: Praise God. I was talking
1: about Jude.
3: All right, go with the
0: Jude. Jude 124 to 25.